Hello friends, Jenkins Dota here with Dota Alchemy and um, Moonduck now, I'm a Moonducker. With Donnie, elevated from Dota Alchemy. Maybe Moonduck one of these days. <laughs> and uh, we are with... Donnie, I didn't introduce you yet, man. We're, uh, we're going to be uh, doing Alchemy Answers number 10. Uh, so how's it going, Donnie? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's alright, considering that I've just been on the biggest fucking losing streak of my life. Um, so have I! You know, both of us probably are not class or qualified to teach people how to win games anymore. But you know, we're gonna do it anyway, just because. Who else are you gonna watch? You guys gonna watch exactly. like? What are you gonna watch? You gonna watch Bowie? You, no, you're gonna kidding. watch like Dota? What Bowie. the fuck to to learn how to be better at Dota? No, you're gonna people watch. People are gonna think I'm actually I'm actually throwing shade at Bowie. I, I watch like all <laughs> of that guy's videos. They're actually good good ass videos. If you. There's a lot of crap out there, but he makes good fucking videos. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so do we, uh, sometimes. So we do, too. Hopefully we this do is going to be yeah. one of those. I'm selling us short by... by Bowie sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now nobody's going to know whether I'm throwing shade or not. Good. Keep him confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Keeps that confusing confused. intro, let's go ahead and get into the confusing questions. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we actually had two questions about Centaur. And uh, okay. uh, we'll just get into it. So, question is, how good is Centaur right now? And is not getting Tranquils on Centaur or a hero like Axe, but getting Phase Boost or Treads, good? Uh, how good is Centaur right now? I would say that Centaur is pickable as an offlaner, but he's not one of the uh, exceptional offlaners. A lot of the offlaners right now, the reason that you, the reason that these heroes are played, the reason that you would pick them, is because they are essentially these heroes that, no matter what, if you first or second pick it, it will be a problem in the game. Like they will win, they will win the lane. More importantly, they will win the lane. They they always do okay. Uh, you know, Tiny Enchantress does relatively well no matter what. Weaver. Um, that's just that's just the role that offlane fulfills right now. And the issue with Centaur is that there are heroes that absolutely annihilate him in the lane. Uh, and you'd, you'd have to pick a very specific dual laner with him to make it so that he isn't just losing that lane. Which is fine, because, you know, if you pick, like, let's say, SD Centaur and you're against the right matchup, you'll, you'll destroy that lane. You will. But the problem with that is then you're picking around your offlane and people don't like to do that right now. Like with the four roll pick, you would more want to pick that to dominate the lane, to have a to have a, a, a good game. And um, with Centaur, you're just restricting your other picks is, is the issue. But with that being said, the buffs to him in the past couple of patches have definitely helped out a lot. Like he is he has a lot better and he's getting to that point. But un unfortunately, he does not fulfill that niche just yet it's like if you're to pick some Beastmaster or something like that he's not good enough he's not enough of a mario pick that you would just throw him into uh in into any lane and he'll dominate the lane there will be heroes that beat him you know but tiny's co the complete opposite he will win the lane if you pick a, a, any four roll with him he will win the lane because he's tiny so will enchantress and uh yeah i think it's fine to skip tranquil boots on these heroes it just depends on what your job is in the game um, if you want to run into the lane and constantly spam out like double edge on centaur, for example, or if you want to like farm jungle camps on axe or cut the creep wave or anything that's going to take your HP, then of course you need those tranquil boots, but you can use something like phase boots, especially now that they're way better on melee heroes. You can use 
them to do a lot more damage, to be a lot more of a of, of a kill threat. But the thing is, what you're risking is that you're going to be at more of a risk of getting killed because you're going to have less regen. So that that's the thing. And a lot of the time, as an off laner, I don't think I don't think that you can do that just because um, it's it's not so important in Dota to get kills. So you'd rather just like zone out of lane and and then use the tranquils. Just make sure that if they ever come into the lane, you're full you're full HP. So I I just think that tranquil boots are a lot better on a lot of these heroes just based on how off laners want to play. And uh, it would only be in those really greedy scenarios that you go for, you know, some, some other sort of boots. Uh, treads, though, or treads are definitely pretty good on, on a lot of heroes. They make you tanky as well. They make you harder to kill. I think those are a lot safer. Uh, it just depends on what you want to do. I would say phase boots are like 2% of the time. Treads are like, you know, 20% of the time. And then most of the time you want to go like tranquil boots on most offliners. Other than like enchanters and stuff, obviously. Yep. I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I just wanted to add that. I think that there are definitely some situational times that Centaur is really good to pick. I think he's really, really good against a hero like uh, a Bloodseeker. Uh, I think he's decent against a hero like Terrorblade, maybe. Basically, like any of these kind of melee heroes that want to be in and around the creep wave, uh, but are also very susceptible to burst. Centaur, to the magic damage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Centaur can be pretty pretty brutal against, like especially as somebody who plays a lot of Bloodseeker, I know that sometimes... If you're playing against a good centaur player, like they will just destroy you because you go in for a CS with Blood Rage on, and you get stomped and double edged, and suddenly you're like five percent HP, and you can't lane anymore. So, you know, and also just like if you're good at centaur, you can bully out heroes like Luna and and various other kind of like weak weaker. I don't know. It's dangerous though. Like yeah, double edge does. It's definitely dangerous for sure. But I think that uh, it's a hero that can abuse some of these weaker laners. So situationally, it can be pretty good. You'd, uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's situational. Because most offlaners right now are like, sh they're just sure wins. They're just so safe. Offlane is actually very boring right now with the heroes that are picked. It's always the same four heroes. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and then I think that you pretty much nailed the Tranquil Boots, Phase Boots thing. I, I don't really think that Phase on, on Centaur makes a ton of sense personally. I think on Axe, it's, it's pretty decent, but on it's like... On Axe, it's quite good. Very small percentage of the time, though, is yeah. the thing. Okay, well, next question is, is it really worth practicing Manta dodging? Because I can reasonably dodge Kunkka's Boat, Laguna Blade, and a few other high damage spells, but I feel like the situation doesn't come up very much, and I don't often play heroes that build Manta a ton. Is it worth spending a bunch of time mastering this skill? I, I would say that when it comes to mastering any specific skill in Dota, this isn't just uh, particular to Manta dodging. It's any skill. Whenever you're you're learning a certain skill in Dota, you will learn things that you don't even realize that you're learning. Like, if you practice Manta dodging, you have to understand how a lot of hero spells work in order to Manta dodge, like what frame they actually impact on. For instance, something like Kunkka's Boat, it's not exactly easy to see exactly when the boat is going to hit depending on you know where the animation is and stuff it's kind of hard and then there's things like the, lena's laguna laguna blade like that's actually a dodgeable projectile you have to learn that so if you learn manta dodging you're going to learn all of these things and all of a sudden you can yules dodge you can strafe dodge with clinks you can i don't know blink dodge like there are all of these things that get better and like i said there's a lot of things that you'll get better at that you don't even know you're getting better at and, and I don't know what they are because you just will be better at things in Dota. And, and that goes for a lot of things. Like, I've learned 
recently to, you know, carry around clarity so I can push out creep waves faster. And from this, uh, I actually became a better ganker. I became a better uh, person at, you know, staying alive. Like, I was a lot safer. There were so many things that came from this single tool just using my backpack a little bit better that I didn't even think about because I was just oblivious to it. Because you don't know what you don't know, obviously. So I would say... Yeah, it is worth practicing Manta Dodging. If you can find any specific thing to practice in Dota and practice it, you're already miles ahead of most people. And uh, you'll learn things that you don't even realize that you're learning. And that, that's why most people suck at Dota is because they, they don't actually go in and learn a very specific thing because it feels like so overwhelming that there's so much to learn in Dota. But what people don't realize is that if you do this like five to ten or yeah, five to ten times, you really learn something. You will learn like 50 things, not not five to 10. You'll learn like 50 things. And now you're 50 things ahead of somebody that didn't do that because it felt like they, they just weren't going to like it's not worth it, you know. So I would say, yes, you you, sh you should do it. If you can think of any specific thing to learn and it just feels like something you, you could very easily practice, you should practice it and just see what comes of it. Yeah, I think that Manta Dodging in particular is a very useful skill to learn because, I mean, you never really know what your hero pool is going to be in the future. Uh, maybe you'll suddenly like playing heroes like Luna or, I don't know, Drow Ranger or something like that that you currently don't like playing. And then additionally, like you were saying, it'll teach you a lot about the animations of spells, which can be super useful for anyone that buys a BKB, for example, since like that's probably the most there you go. What, I, basically I the most important item in Dota. I didn't even think about that. Like That's literally something that just cr didn't cross my mind. And there you go. You just like... That's something that you would learn. You would learn from it, and I just didn't think about. It. Like that's exactly the problem: is that you don't think about these things that you're going to learn from it because you don't know until you know, until somebody says it. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, here's the thing: like learning BKB efficiency, like feeling comfortable not pressing your BKB until like the very last second when you absolutely have to press it, is a huge deal because if you're just pre BKBing before every single fight you're going to start running into problems because you're just going to waste half your BKB before you even do anything. And so getting that efficiency because you've practiced Manta Dodging can actually be a massive difference in your oh, ability yeah. to like okay. win team fights. For sure. Okay. That's a, per that's a perfect example, honestly. Next question. I would like to ask your opinion on picking meta heroes versus comfort heroes in solo queue. And then secondary part to this, somebody else asked, should I spam three heroes until 6k or be more versatile we've kind oh, of answered something like this before but we've answered stuff like that. it's it's a it's a difficult question to fully to fully like wrap your head around and answer for it's it's not it's the i i would say that you probably want a bit of a balance of like comfort picks and uh and meta heroes there's uh definitely an understanding of when to pick these heroes that you need to acquire i guess uh when it comes to like picking the meta heroes and picking comfort heroes like basically you want to build some sort of strategy for here's when i pick this hero here's when i pick this hero here's when i pick this hero and uh i, I almost don't even want to give you mine just because like it i really think it depends on the person how comfortable you truly are with these heroes what bracket you're in uh, but i would say that you just want to find your balance in my opinion, picking comfort heroes are way better if you don't know what you're playing against, and then picking meta heroes are better if you just want a free win because you know that, let's say, Phantom Lancer is like a hard counter to Drow Ranger. You pick the Phantom Lancer because they have a Drow, and you're going to have a higher chance 
of winning, assuming that you're, you know, reasonably okay with a Phantom Lancer. And sure, maybe it's not an anti-mage, but uh, maybe you pick the anti-mage when you just have no idea how to win the game. There's no just free picks, you know. That's like that's like kind of the strategy that I subscribe to. But I, I would say that this is something that, at least for me, is constantly changing. It just depends on the current state of my pubs. But the most important thing that I would recommend you do is that you keep uh, some sort of journal and some sort of uh, notes of what you picked against what in the current meta and, and what works. And maybe your comfort picks are just too bad in the current meta and you should stray away from them. Maybe they're good enough that you can pick them in almost any game. Like, for instance, when Pudge was broken in the previous patch, I picked him in almost every single game and won a huge amount of them. Now he's not as strong, so it's more of a niche pick. So it's just something that you should find uh, find your balance. But I wouldn't be uh, against doing either thing. And uh, then the, the second part of the question, unless you want to add something to the to the first part before I ramble on. Yeah, I was basically just going to say that I'm always going to advocate for comfort picks. And I really don't think that even if a hero is strong in the meta that you should ever consider picking it if it's like the first or second time you've played it just because it's quote unquote a good pick. I know this happens all the time in pubs where your teammates will be like, pick this hero, pick this hero. It's so OP, just pick it. And like you haven't really ever played it and so you end up picking it and you have like no idea what the timing is you might not even oh, yeah. know what the itemization is and you end up just being complete dog shit because you really just have no experience on this hero so no matter how op it is if you don't know the mechanics you're going to be terrible at it so for the record i'm i'm not advocating doing that uh i think i think uh you should definitely practice a hero look at pro replays and like learn what the timings actually are and why it's um why why it's actually good against certain matchups and stuff and you know, that goes back to the kind of pub journal thing. You just need to keep track of, like, why it was actually good and, and in what scenario. So that way, in the future, you can pick it and just get, you know, a little bit higher of a percentage chance of winning. But, yeah, I would definitely say if you haven't played a hero and people are spamming you to, to pick it, just tell them to fuck off because you're not going to win. Like, I can tell you, I, there's been games where people are like, oh, you need to play Tidehunter, and then I play it, and then I ravage, like, twice in the game, and both my ravages hit BKB targets, and it's like, well, I don't play Tidehunter, so... Yeah, I would. De I, you definitely need to understand a hero, but it's pretty easy to like look at pro replays and practice a little bit in unranked. Maybe party queue with your friends and get a good understanding of why a specific hero is is strong. I mean, it's it's a, at a weird point in the meta where I think everybody's pretty good with a lot of the meta heroes, just because the meta has gotten so stale. It's always what happens after TI. Yeah. So like right now, I would definitely advocate picking almost always the OP heroes, uh, just because they're so figured out. But like when it's a few weeks after a patch or even a few months, it's not. It, it it's a lot more favored towards the comfort picks for sure. Yep. Um, you want to say anything about the to six k? To six k, yeah. To, to okay, so I'm assuming that this uh, guy is like five k or like four point five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is which is pretty damn high, high rated in the grand scheme of things. Like it's a very niche qu question. The the six k question. There's a lot of people that get to six k from from spamming. Uh, specific heroes i guess it kind of goes back to what i said about how the meta right now is is like stale if you're not picking phantom lancer and uh specter and, and so forth as like a carry right now you're gonna have a really rough game just because people have figured out how to play those heroes so optimally because they watched it at ti that if you're against one of those heroes as a as an off meta hero you're gonna get annihilated because they're just really really strong in the current in the current game state so i would say that right now you probably want to spam heroes just because it's the game the game is very figured out right now but yeah i will say that in this massive losing streak that i alluded to 
my versatility has been very, very high <laughs> and mostly to my detriment. If you look at my Dota buff, I've got like probably 20 different heroes that I'm like 0-1 with this month. And then yeah, that's... I have like, you know, 70% win rate over like 40 games with Axe or something like that. So. That's like a, it's like a legitimate problem. And it, I think it goes back to like what I said of the meta is so figured, the game is so figured out right now because we all saw the pros do it in TI that if you're playing just some random hero against somebody who's playing like the optimal way for like Axe or Spectre or Clinks, you're going to get destroyed because it's the way they're playing is so good that you would need to like theory craft something better than ti players within the game like it's not it's not reasonable pubs are always winnable for sure people can always fuck up but uh it's just it's all about percentages you know yeah. and the percentage chance of winning with something like a weaver or an enchantress like i know exactly what to do with enchantress at every point because every game it was picked or banned in ti so like good luck beating that when you're playing some sniper offlane, you know, where you don't even know what the heck to do because nobody does that. It's just, it's so hard to do that. And maybe it's just not even mathematically viable in like the current meta uh, until things get changed. It's just, it's just hard. So I would say, yeah, you spam right now, but um, and even after you could, ad I would advocate spamming just uh, more comfort heroes instead. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like when a patch comes out, comfort heroes, when the patch is figured out, go for like the OP ones. All right. Uh, next question is, what are your opinions on mid laners in the current patch? Mid laners in the current patch. Uh, basically, the mid laners in the current patch are, uh, well, kind of weird. There's the, All the lanes are kind of the same right now, minus like a few, you know, Storm Spirits and stuff. Mid laners are mostly like Pugna, Necro, Zeus, Storm, these like magical damage guys. And then on that there's that side of things where it's like the regular mid laners that you just pick into any scenario. And then there's the cancer heroes. There's like the Huskars, the Meepos, the Broods. Uh, and it basically just depends on whether or not you have last pick. If you have last pick, you try to be as cancer as possible in the game. And if you have second to last pick, you try to pick the hero that you can lane swap and won't lose the game. If they pick one of those cancer heroes, that's the way I see the mid lane right now. It's very <laughs> ridiculous. That's why I said all the lanes are the same because most of the time, if you're drafting, you want like a Necrophos on your team. So that way, something like a Necrophos on your team. So that way, and I'm not saying in the mid lane, you want like a side lane Necrophos or a side lane Earthshaker or something like that. So that way, if they do pick a Meepo or Brood, you just send that hero there and then the mid laner goes elsewhere and you just, you just deal with it. You just send heroes to whatever lanes possible um competitively speaking at the at the very least that's that's kind of how it is it's just you, one side is trying not to get cheesed by lane swapping the other lane is trying to cheese by lane swapping and last picking some cancer hero mid lane is really ridiculous right now <laughs> yeah i uh i don't play a lot of mid so i think i'm just gonna let you take that one in its entirety yeah well that's how i feel about mid right now i am a little biased because i've been pl i've been playing a lot of like na scrims and uh, there's uh, a European dude that I coach a lot. He's a uh, well, he's Russian, and he he's been playing on NA servers. And he's like, "Oh my god, every single game, somebody's last pick Alchemist or Broodmother." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> that's how it is. You can't you can't fix some like you can't fix some like SF mid if you're if you don't have a hero that can swap and beat like a Brood or an Alk. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty awful." Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? It's like, it really comes down to your motivation behind playing. If you're just playing party queue with some friends and you want to style on people with Invoker or Ember Spirit or SF or whatever, feel free. 
but if you're playing to win MMR specifically, then you should probably just be playing like Pugna every game. <laughs> P- yeah, Pugna if you like don't have last pick, or if you're last picking against like a Necro and Zeus, etc., or last pick like Broodmother and, yeah. and Huskar and shit like that. Or Clinks versus Ember. Like you can just go for the hardest counter matchup hero that just annihilates in the current game state or draft, I should say, not state. Well, I guess it's a state, but anyway. All cancer right. picks. And then the final question is, why is Eternal Envy picking melee supports like Axe and Legion Commander? I think I think he's picking those heroes because, and Ogre as well, but I, I think uh, he's picking those heroes because he realizes, number one, that Stout Shield is really broken with the changes to it, and then the current laning meta is kind of based on uh, trading Harass until you're out of regen, and then winning the lane by just denying everything. It's kind of this like balance between there's really no killing like killing only happens as a result of like somebody either intentionally literally suiciding which happens a lot by the way or somebody running out of regen and then not wanting to lose the lane and you just get killed because you know you kind of need to die in order to sustain that lane. Um, Like I would I would say that the worst lanes are the ones where you just sit back and try not to get killed and you just get destroyed. And uh, it's exa- that's exactly why these like melee tanky guys with stout shields are amazing in the landing phase because you just run up, tank a bunch of harass, and then the enemy team runs out of regen before you do, and then they're stuck in this state where they either get themselves killed to lane against you, or, or which is which is actually better, or they just sit there and get nothing, and uh, that's really bad because the knives are broken. So that's why I think these melee heroes are good because you can pick up a stout shield on them and they're innately tanky like axe. Axe is like I think the second or first highest base regen in the game. Like, you trade with that hero, he's he's got, like, half a tango going at all times. Then with the Stout Shield, are you kidding me? And he has a Battle Hunger to trade with. It's it's actually really, really goddamn good. It's really smart. And then Ogre, I mean, that's an obvious one. He's always been like that. It's just really, really good with how the with how the current meta is is played. You can't pick, like, right-click offlaners against these tanky melee heroes. And that that's what a lot of offlaners in four rolls. And that's what a lot of them are. So I think it's more five rolls he's picking these these heroes in, by the way. Um, yeah. Which, which makes sense, because that's kind of the lame, where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and... It's kind of the opposite to, like, a Warlock. Everybody's picking Warlock, because you'd sit there and heal the carry, and then the carry would just last hit and deny. But it's like, instead of doing that, you take the you take the harass as the, the melee hero, and then your carry just sits there and last hits and, and, and denies. It's really good, actually. Eternal Envy is super smart. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the big points that you just kind of alluded to there, is that... Like, when you're playing a lane as a support, if, if you could be the one taking all of the damage, but it doesn't, like, force you out of lane immediately, then that's almost better than even harassing the other person because you're basically just, like, giving your carry an additional 800 HP because they're just not taking any damage because they're dealing with you and you're taking all the damage and your carry's just sitting there last hitting the whole time. And additionally... These heroes like LC and and Axe, they essentially need one item to do their job. Yes, you do want a blade mail because, you know, it gives you the ability to kill people, but essentially all you have to do on Axe is just counter initiate with call or find pickoffs with call. And to do that, you just need a blink dagger and you'll get a blink dagger at some point during the game and then you can do your job. And like I I've always been a huge advocate of like figuring out something new as the meta is going on. I think it's like one of the best ways to 
gain MMR is if you can find something that works really, really well in your pubs, like just do that. And so I've, I've even tried like tide hunter support and sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the same thing. Gush is really strong. Yeah. It has a lot of damage reduces their armor has a little mana cost it's really good i would say that it's like it's 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 astronomically better to do that when a patch is like the closer to a patch release uh, it's yeah. still find it it's still fine to do it now it's just you're less likely to find something that's like really really good because a lot of the good strats have been like revealed yeah for sure but i mean like it's still good I'm, I'm just i'm just saying it's 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 like way way better like you can win so much mmr by doing that when a patch isn't exactly figured out right yeah, if people don't know what the strong heroes are, like just just come up with something. They're like, oh, this hero got buff. Maybe it's good. Go ahead, try it out. <laughs> or even like, I think that some heroes that are kind of falling out of favor because maybe their role doesn't work as previously, then figuring out a new way to play them can often like bring them back uh, into viability. You know, like for example, Wraith King for a long time was thought of as like this really kind of slow safe lane carry that just like farms forever and is just terrible and all other carries do a job better than him but he got buffed a few times suddenly people are like oh you can just put him in the off lane and he'll just like soak up a bunch of damage and you know he dies for the team and that's totally what you want him to do <laughs> like that's his job he doesn't need to get seven items he just needs to like be tanky and take up a bunch of damage and suddenly wraith king is like this super strong hero yeah it's pretty broken um, so I think that's about it. Any, any okay. last words? Uh, yeah. My last words are buy a lot of tangos and a lot of regen, get a stout shield, sit in the lane, get hit, hit creeps. There you go. You won the laning phase. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been another episode of Alchemy Answers number 10. Holy shit. Double digits. And wow. there'll be more to come. Keep the questions coming. Put them in the comment section below. Or drop us a line on Discord and uh, stay tuned for a lot more content coming up soon. And maybe one day, maybe one day you'll see Jenkins at a LAN. <laughs> oh, God. Finish it off with a bit of comedy there. <laughs> All right. Peace. See you guys.